Welcome to the White Light Channel. I am Jess Lee Williams, your spiritual life coach, energy worker, and creative. This podcast is about making the sacred simple. Connecting with ourselves on a deeper level and understanding spirituality in practical ways that can help us in our everyday life. Welcome to this week's episode of the White Light Channel. I am... so excited to bring to you this conversation. I actually recorded it around a month ago. So I've just listened to it all back and whoa, this one is juicy. It is packed to the brim. Um, I have a uh, awesome conversation with a beautiful woman called Deirdre Light. She is a CEO and founder of Manifesto of Light. And we actually came across each other on Instagram Um, this is a beautiful bio that Dee has provided me. Dee has been around the sun many times and now well into her seventh decade is finally speaking her truth. Having been around all things energetic since the 1980s, she has the capacity to take highly complicated concepts, simplify them and break them down into digestible chunks that can propel us forward in our lives at this time. No wilting lily, she doesn't hold back simply because we don't have time. Refreshing, sometimes funny, and sometimes searingly direct, her words land with impact. CEO of Manifesto of Light, a high-frequency company she established with her natural perfumer husband, Clive, author of The Gorgeous Revolution and founder of Light & Co., her energetic consultancy, she is just getting going. In her words, let the rubber now hit the road. Mm. So as you can hear from that bio in itself, you can kind of get a sense of what is to come. We cover so many beautiful topics in today's episode, but really they all come back to connecting with our body, anchoring our light through our body um, and really experiencing pleasure in our life as well and recognizing that that is vital when it comes to connecting in with the essence of who we are. So I might even suggest listening to this in more than one sitting if you choose to because it's probably important to integrate what you're hearing as well. Would love to hear what you take away from this. There is quite a bit in here about parenting as well and really connecting with ourselves as women in that role of being a mother. So I feel that whether you're a parent or not, there will definitely be things that you take from these parts of the talk. Again, love to hear your feedback. Check out Dee on Instagram and let me know how you enjoy this episode. Sending you lots of love and enjoy. So thank you so much for being here today and joining us for this powerful conversation. I know it will be powerful. You know, when we kind of met up the other week, you kind of mentioned about because you, you're about the same age as my beautiful mum and you mentioned how you found that you've connected with a lot of women in my generation now, a, a little bit younger. And so, and you said you, find, you kind of found that you've landed there. What has that experience been like for you? Like that you've started connecting more with women maybe in their 30s doing this kind of work in the spiritual realm and development and... Oh, that, that's an interesting question to kick it off with. I think, you know, I mean, obviously there's just a, a whole lot of more readiness and openness, you know, that your generation has already come in with, coupled with the fact that you're birthing even more aware souls so it's like you know there's a need you know there's a front and center need for this work in my generation 
let's say, a little bit harder to connect with because my generation, most of them are slowing down and retiring, um, whereas I'm just hitting my stride. <laughs> yes. Just on the trajectory coming up and they're all like slowing down. So, um, and I tend to be somebody who pokes the bear mm -hmm. and not necessarily welcome in my generation. <laughs> <laughs> and you look so cheeky as you're saying oh, that. What can you do? Um, and, you know, the neat thing is, like, I, you know, I have a daughter, a 27-year-old daughter, and, and what I've realised collectively through women of my age with, with daughters like that, you know, it's a village that raises us because many of the listeners uh, that you've got there will, will, not want to hear something from their mum mm -hmm. but they might hear exactly the same thing from somebody else and go oh my god that was That's just amazing yeah. had this incredible woman speak to go and you go hang on you just said the same as your mum so you're only going to hear it through the filter that you're welcoming so because we tend to have stuff between us and our mums and it's our natural place to want to rebel mm -hmm. that part of our growth pattern um, so I thought, well, I'll just keep speaking in little land with somebody else's daughter and <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> I also love what you mentioned, um, at the start of that was that you feel like you're like really taking off. And so this is something I've spoken about in a podcast with my friend, Amy, was that my mum's the same. She's just turned 65, I think. And she knows that her biggest work is yet to come as well. And I just kind of love hearing that message from from women in that age group that it's like, especially hearing that from, you know, in our thirties and it's like, time is not running out, you know, like it's a journey. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I love hearing from you that it like the best is still to come and your biggest work is still to come. And it's like, I also love hearing from, from women um, in that, in our next generation, because, I just, there's so much wisdom, you know, and really honouring that wisdom that you hold from your life's journey and that we don't have to have it all now. We don't have to have it all together right now. Like literally really honouring that journey. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, and you know, wasn't that whole thing that you can, you, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. Yes. We, we did, you know, my husband and I have been together 31 years and, we have two children who are now adults, both left home, obviously, on 27, 24. And, but when I was in that stage that you're now in, that intense parenting, um, and I was working at the same time, we ran our own business, it is all-consuming. Mm -hmm. And it is designed to be all-consuming because you have to totally, totally dive in so deep you know one of my favorite things is when in deep water become a diver so if you're going to be a parent do it embrace it don't resist it get down at their level you know count frogs as you're walking along the path and you know you'll see all the butterflies and all the bugs at their level and 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 i know there'll be people on this call who don't have children as well so it's like we all go through different stages um ours was to have children and you know i even done lots of personal development before that but nothing prepared me for that level of surrender oh my god yeah of presence and that level of muckiness and you know like it just nothing ever goes to plan 
And then when it does, it's like this miraculous, you're in the flow and then no, and all out oh. again. And it's just, so that enables you to just um, be present with whatever things come along. I mean, I remember when our, our son fell out of the window, you know, when he was four and we were in a helicopter going to hospital, you know, and it's like he was, you know, there's life and death. And, and, and that situation happens to lots of parents when you're in life and death with your child, you know. So there's nothing more about bringing you into present time when your child's in that situation. And yet the gem that came out of that was the intensity that I found in that present time of just being totally present with him, you know, being that whole mother energy of just embracing him and being totally present for his healing to take place. That was an extraordinary um, experience that has stayed with me all my life. So, um, which therefore, so now that I, when I get to my age, <laughs> now they're grown. Um, and somebody said the other day, oh, when you have children and they have adult problems, they're bigger than their children problems like that. And, you know, but you learn again, you just have to be present with them, but to allow whatever they're going through, because that's part of their life. You can't fix it for them. So in every stage as a human being, there are so many things you have to learn from. Um, what does get easy as, as you get older is that basically you don't give a rat's ass what people think of you. That's the <laughs> <thing> bit. <laughs> You're not so romantic about your P's and Q's because I am who I am and, you know, this is what this is. Yeah, that segues beautifully into what, what we really would love to chat about today. And that is kind of embracing all of us and physically as well, because we've spoken about how, um, and you'll go into this deeper, especially with the people that you've been working with. I've noticed this in myself personally, is that there's this disconnection for a lot of us as women from kind of below the shoulders down in our body. Uh, and so what has your experience been with that and what you're noticing with people and how that's affecting them in their lives? Well, interestingly enough, um, the thought that just came then was that we've gone through this really interesting shift in women's, the women's movement to be recognised, to want to be recognised now for our intellect. You know, so we take pride in being intelligent, you get to university degrees and all of that sort of stuff. So that, and that carries a lot of weight. But of course, we can't be defined by our intellect alone. But that tends to be very strong and very male. Mm. And so it becomes the predominant way in which we communicate. And so it's like, there's no time for anything below the waist. You know, it's like, no, all my energy, all my focus is going to this because that's how I make my stamp in the world. But what happens is we move into the whole masculine thing, which is the doing, and we forget the receiving. Mm -hmm. Now, as we move into these higher frequencies, it's all about receiving. We have to activate that receiver or we're not going to get the messages as mm -hmm. we move into these higher frequencies. So. The intellect is one thing, but it simply now has to become a tool because it's going to get in the way. So we have to drop into our feelings fully 
and the embodiment. So I work with clients as, as part of the whole ascension process, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say the ascension process, I don't mean that in a religious way. I simply mean our process of raising our frequency in alignment with the earth as she's raising hers. And so that in itself is a descension process of us descending our life and our higher consciousness into our body. Yep. And that is the process of embodiment. Yes. Now, for that to happen, all of our energy centres, some might call them chakras, I call them energy centres, need to be active and working at their appropriate frequencies for the all to work synergistically for us to bring in that light and ground it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if your base chakra and your sacral chakra aren't functioning and they aren't alive, then you will not have the vitality that's required to A, receive the energy that, that the earth wants to gift you, which is really, really important, but B, to enable that light to come down to activate the womb, which is the creative area, mm. you know. And this is our, this is our engine. <laughs> you know, this is, this is like, um, there's this wonderful woman I think I referred to last time, Mama Gina, and she calls this your GPS. Yeah. So she calls this the great pussy in the sky. The, the GPS. <laughs> so this is like, this is your power centre, but not power over. I have to be really ready. But this is like where your um, creativity comes from. And also when that's on fire, when that is really sort of lit, that therefore moves up and helps the whole digestive system. It helps the flow of energy up to the heart, to open the heart, to then open the throat, and then the third eye and our crown and off we go. You know, and then we can function at these high frequencies in these fifth dimensional energies. Mm. Um, and then you go, well, that sounds really amazing, but how do I do that here and now, you know, while I'm heading off to Coles with the kids? You know, it's like, how do we make that all practical mm. in our daily lives as, as we get about them here on earth? Mm -hmm. Mm. You know, so it's this whole thing of you can't go and, 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 and have all of that on a weekend, you know, have a lovely retreat somewhere, whether it's a yoga retreat or doing some tantra or, you know, breath, whatever that is, and then shut the door and then come back to, <laughs> come back to your life. It's like, no, yes. no, we have to embody it, all of it here right now in every moment of our day, 20%. Mm. Mm. And that word embodiment that you've just said, I think is, such an important word and one that I don't know everyone really understands. And so can we just go there as to what do you feel, what is your meaning of embodiment? Okay. Well, if we accept the fact, and I'll use it as a fact, that we are consciousness itself. Okay. So we're all connected in this large, you know, th th that is our eternal self. And for that, okay, I'll put it this way, for us to bring heaven to earth, okay, now you get a feel of it, for us to bring that higher level of consciousness, that eternal level of consciousness to earth, we have to inhabit every cell in our body with love. Yes. Ah, it's beautiful. And that's the process. Mm. So... 
everywhere where we resist love or us as being love itself is where we are resisting this light coming through. And our sole job as humans, new humans, is to anchor the light. That's it. Mm -hmm. So therefore, to open our bodies up to be the receptacles, you know, the receivers, the containers, the columns for that light to come through is what we're doing. Mm. And so we're in the process of clearing, recalibrating, downloading new codes, etc., so that we ourselves can carry, hold more light. Mm -hmm. And that light is aligned with the divine blueprint. Yes. Mm. Yes. So we bring down that template over our whole energetic body so that it can too, can, you know, and I say to people, it's like, there's your hardware like the computer so we're in the process of defragging clearing sending you back to factory setting and then downloading the new codes mm -hmm. so you know like being in the chrysalis the caterpillars eating as much as he possibly can and he's gone into the chrysalis and so he's in this state of being completely pulled apart you know and then put together again at a high state so that he can come out emerged with his wings mm -hmm. and That's i'm sure what we are doing yeah and that process in the middle can feel funky oh, oh. <laughs> oh very 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 yes. <laughs> yes yes it's not it's messy it's yeah <laughs> yes. and so, as women um and there is i mean as women there has been and i've experienced it myself that when i've recognized well hang on a second i am very disconnected from my womb space my genitals my like all of that area of my body there's this disconnection that feels like well this is for somebody else it's not for me it's for making babies it's for men it's for all of this stuff and then as yeah. i start to go there and actually reclaim it as my own yes, yes. there is like so much power there like you've spoken about the power the the creativity it's like wow we get to experience life on a whole new level we get to actually be turned on by life that it's not somebody else that needs to come in and do it for us that it's like we get to be turned on by the energy of life and it's yeah. it's like this secret that we never knew was there available for us <laughs> and, and this is the interesting thing it's like so okay so i'm 64 next month so so I was talking to a 30-year-old a few years, uh, about six months ago, and I remember I was talking about sex, and, and she, she had this image that somehow sex stopped at 40 or 50. She had never taught, heard anybody yeah. over 60 talk about sex. And it was like, yeah, well, you know, mm -hmm. it goes on and it just gets better because you are embodying more of yourself, there's less resistance, you're embracing every single part of yourself. So therefore the pleasure that comes with that and the experience, because you know yourself and you have very strong boundaries in place as to what will and will not work for you, then that exploration of that whole sexual energy is quite phenomenal. Mm. It, you know, so don't think, I mean, I always, <laughs> somebody said that was very interesting when I was younger, um, I think it was about 27. And he said to me, 
you will age like a Grange Hermitage. Now, for some of you, you don't know what a Grange Hermitage is, but it's a very good, expensive, complex red wine. Um, <laughs> so I took that and made that my mantra and thought, yeah, I want to be that. You know, yeah. I have no intention of not delving into that more and more and more and more because sexual energy is an exploration of your magnetic electrical field, all right, mm -hmm. so, and your capacity to receive energy and transmit energy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's a, it's, it's a never-ending exploration of, of your body and what it's capable of doing. Yes. So oh. and it's delicious. It's it's amazing, and it's like this whole signature of pleasure is actually in pleasure without guilt. Please, no such word as guilty pleasure. We don't put them together. So, pleasure is a high vibrational state. Uh, yes. Gosh, that that in itself is huge. That one sentence that we don't need to have guilt and that it is a high vibrational state because there can be these deep ingrained beliefs of it's dirty, it's wrong, we shouldn't go there, I'm not allowed to enjoy it. Who know, you know, all of these things that come up for us. Um, but what I've experienced is like the more we go into that and the deeper we go with it, the more like the more that my crown chakra and everything opens, you know, yes. the more that we, as, as you've said, it's like the deeper we go into the parts of ourselves, into our shadow, into our sex, all of it, the more that everything else opens up and the higher we go as well. It's like, yes. as you've said, it's totally connected with each other. It's not one or the other. And, and for me, there's a very, very distinct place because sex can get really murky. Mm. So for me, it is always about um, you know, I mean, I'm in a long-standing relationship, but it's always about that nobody has power over anybody mm -hmm. else. And it's also about moving past shamanic practices. It is about moving into an elegant expression of your highest frequency. Mm. So for me, um, the art of self-pleasure is, is a matter of of maintaining my whole energy um, matrix in a way, you know. So I am responsible for my whole energy field, nobody else. Yes, yeah. No, and it's like that is entirely up to me to keep that on 24-7. Yeah, that's empowering when we know that we don't have to rely on anybody else either. Oh, precisely. And so then when we are with our partner, it's like, well, we're open and we're receptive and we're ready um, and we're not saying, okay, turn me on. It's like, yeah. no, I'm already turned on. But as you said, to life, yes. you know, there's a distinction between sex and intercourse, but also then being sensually, sexually open to all the energies that the earth wants to gift you. So, mm -hmm. you know, the pleasure that you can have now that we can go back to our favourite cafe and actually sit there with a real cup, hopefully you're <laughs> back to doing that as well. I did yesterday for the first time. To just sit there with that warm cup, with the beautiful crema on the top, you know, be able to take that off with my spoon, lick that off, was like, I'm on, honey. Now I don't <laughs> have to have sex to go. I can or I cannot. It is a choice. 
So a woman needs to be in a place of choice, right? And it also needs to be a place of that if sex itself is not nourishing, expansive, honouring, fun, exploratory, all of those things, then why not? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And having said that, I know what it's like at quarter to 11 at night when the child's gone to bed and you've got into bed with your partner and you just ticked off every list, mm. right? You know, and you've got, I've done the one, no, 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 no. Oh, I've, got, I've got to get the socks for sport in the morning and no, 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 I've got to get up at half past and it's like, oh, I just want to put my head on the pillow and then it's like, oh, little hand comes across. I was like, oh, another thing on my list. So <laughs> I remember that. Um, so I guess I'm speaking now from somebody who has time without children to explore mm. that. However, we did make it a priority to carve out time together that was without children, quality time, not quantity time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's quality, not quantity. Mm -hmm. And it is making a commitment. This is the really important part when you have kids. Making the commitment that the relationship between you and your partner is the pyramid. It's the top of the pyramid in the house. Obviously, the relationship you have with yourself. But mm -hmm. when we're talking about the household, that is the thing that all the energy ultimately has to flow from. So if that is not in harmony, that's not sinking then the kids will feel all of that. Mm -hmm. So that is such a high priority because when that is sinking, you know, when you've been making love, when, when, when that, you know, when that, they love that energy, obviously they don't know what that is, but they can feel ooh, something feels really good in the house because they're in the flow of all of that. Mm -hmm. And like what, child wouldn't want to feel that level of safety and love between them. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. And can I say, cause I can, I've been through that stage of having a baby toddler, yeah. all of it. And it's like, I totally get it that you'd shut off from it. It's like another thing. It's after giving birth, you don't want to go there. Like that was oh. me. And, yeah. and so for me, what I've really, found has shifted it is for it not to be any about anybody else to start with for it actually just to be about me and to have time to myself and to be able to honor myself in that and when I could start to give myself the space to explore and be in that place for me then I actually reconnected with that part of who I am and then mm -hmm. that came through as me wanting to it just automatically came through that that energy started to come through more in our relationship as well. It was like, oh, I don't just have to show up for somebody else because I, I need to, because that's what they need from me. You know yes. what I mean? Like, <laughs> to connect with myself first. And that was just such a turning point for me. Yes. Yes. Mm. That is, and, and it's like, it took me a long time to understand that. I was at a depletion point. Um, I remember when our son was two, he didn't sleep. So I would wake 10 or he would wake and I would wake 10, 11 times a night. And I remember the moment when I just went, I cannot do this. Anymore. I was so depleted. 
So I went away to somebody's cabin <clears throat> in the mount or, you know, like out in the hinterland for about two nights. The first 24 hours I sat in my pink flannelette pyjamas, I remember this so well, and cried. I just cried and cried and cried through exhaustion. I knew that Benjamin was okay. He was, he was with Clive and our daughter and I just had to let go. And then suddenly I woke up and it was like, oh, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, it's just me. And I could hear my own breathing and, and, and there were all these magazines around and I remember sitting in bed with a cup of tea, reading magazines, going, oh, my God, this is so good. And it didn't take long to replenish myself, to come back out of that, and then I was ready. And yeah. then we were able to find a solution for Benjamin's health because he was gluten intolerant, so we went to a naturopath who then ended up being my naturopath for 17 years. She was so spot on with everything. If you could get my child to sleep after two years, I'm, I'm going to follow you. Um, and so that was, that was the pits, you know. And then she helped my health come back because I was really exhausted. And so, therefore, we went back from there. But I first, you know, this is this whole thing about... Um, there's there's this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful being out there is actually the I'm gonna speak from her now from Vesta. If anybody looking up, look up Vesta, V-E-S-T-A. And she's like the grandmother, godmother energy of the whole galaxy. She is the half, half energy. And so you as a mother need to be able to generate that. And the only way you do that is you feed yourself first and you nourish yourself first. So therefore you can nourish everybody else from that place. And so she herself wants to nourish you. So you must nourish yourself through the earth, nourish yourself without guilt through your own space and other, and allow support to be there. You know, girlfriends will always step in. Your partner will always step in. It'll, it'll be there when you truly require it. And I did. Mm. And so then I learned, oh, I could be such a grumpy old fart if I didn't have that time for me. So every six months or so, I would go away for a couple of nights just mm. to reset myself. Mm. And then that's become my, 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 my pattern as I've moved on, that I do require time for me. Mm. no matter what even in the relationship now yeah 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 as you're saying that it reminds me of um I think it was last year because I'd just been through this stage of like being so shot off from that part of myself as a as a new mum and and no judgment to myself but I just didn't know how to shift it you know you feel like there is something that broken with you and um but I remember the one afternoon where I literally had the afternoon to myself with nothing to do. Like I, I was on my own, which was amazing. Like such a change. And it, like you've just said, something, it was like something sparked in me and I thought, Oh, I yes. haven't had that thing in a long time. Like yes. let's, I want to initiate something. And um, it was literally just from me having that, that time to, to myself. Yes. And that was what I needed. It was yes. just all I needed. Yeah. And, and, you know, just, it's like, People don't talk about this, you mm -hmm. know. You have this gorgeous baby, 
it's all consuming, you know, it's feeding off you, you, you're just giving, 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 giving. And then, of course, there's your partner with, so because it's like, well, we've got to adjust to that as well. And then there might be another child there that you've got to give your energy to as well. And so, and so therefore, your, your, your time for you, your walk in the morning, your fitness, your everything gets put aside because part of you goes, it's all right, one day it'll all come back, it'll all be okay, until you fall apart, mm-hmm. you know, or you get very close to falling apart. Or you go, where have I gone? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so to have a massage, to be touched in a non-sexual way, to be touched in a nourishing, caring, supportive way starts to bring you back in touch with you. Mm-hmm. You know, that was so important to have that. And also to have that touch, I mean, my husband was a body worker then, to also have that touch from him that was not sexual, that was just supportive and nurturing and understanding um, brought my libido back quicker than anything. If you Mm. feel you're under pressure to perform, ooh, yuck, (laughs) out the window. (laughs) So it's like, no, it's a gentle, gentle, gentle caressing. It's like, you know, women have to be stoked, you know? Mm. And so we've got to sort of stoke ourselves with whatever that, and sometimes it would be, for me, it might be going to, you know, a plaza for two hours, just window shopping. That would be my stoking. Mm-hmm. You know, for other people, I'm like, oh my God, that's terrible. I need to go to a tree. I'd go, no, I just want to sit in a cafe, have a cup of coffee and just window shop and run my fingers along nice fabrics. Mm. That's, yeah. You've got to find out what it is that fills you. Yes. You know, so whatever your pleasure is, do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know it's good, isn't it? Because it feels really good. I love that we get to have this conversation, especially as women with, you know, from two different generations. Because as you've said, they, there can be this thing around, oh, well, as you said, sex stops at a certain age. And then, but that's not the truth. And so we get yeah. to have these of it's like well life doesn't end at this part of it at 40 50 60 70 whatever it's like we actually get to reprogram the beliefs and stories that we're telling ourselves around what getting older means around yeah totally and it's like i can tell you now that the energies that we're starting to access are regenerative energies you know i actually don't have the intention of getting old as yes. we would say, because our programming and shifting is changing. Our DNA is changing. So that whole old programming of birth, get sick, you know, go decrepit, get dementia, drop off the planet is gone. Yes. You know, we're downloading the new software, you know, so watch us rise. This yes. is like, oh, this is going to be quite phenomenal. And coupled with that is we have, you know, some of the women in my generation, we have tremendous sexual energy and our sexual energy from the point of creative energy, because that's where all our focus goes now. It's not in our children anymore. It's in that is creating projects and shepherding, stewarding those projects through to enable you to come through 
you know so that's a tremendous energy that's a fantastic energy and it's it's incredibly sexy you mm. know and if you see on on um this is a beautiful thing on instagram now there's there's sites like advanced style you know it's very it's suddenly it's been okay to get older as long as you keep that allure going and you keep that sexual energy going which is your mm. vitality you know and you do it in such an elegant way that it's a little bit like yeah. I, want, I want what she's having but i just can't put my finger on it but god it looks amazing and like see how she walks down the street and it's like how does she carry herself in her body you know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah just cut off a little bit there but yeah i got that um, and I was actually talking to a, a client about this today who she's a coach as well. And I said, you know what? It's not ha having a business and attracting clients is not about um, needing to be like marketing and figuring out launches and all this sort of stuff and being really, um, I can't even think of the word, but like analyzing all the steps. Yeah. It's actually about connecting with ourselves and being in the fullest expression of who we are connecting with the sexual parts of ourselves, all of it and then allowing ourselves to shine from that place and as you've just said people feel it they are magnetized to that they recognize something in you that they're wanting in themselves and that will far exceed any type of website or funnel or anything you could do like literally connecting to those yeah yeah that marketing what ones out the window it is yeah. all about energy integrity um authentic you know I, I i use the word authenticity in its proper function not like oh let's go and do a workshop on how to be authentic because if you have to do a workshop on how to be authentic you miss the point <laughs> so this is you know it starts with embodiment so it starts with with that and then what happens is you build up this vortex around your body that starts to draw people who are resonant you know vibrationally compatible with you and your truth and then off you start to sort of build something synergistically so nothing is a top down anymore it's all it's all this beautiful reciprocal flow we're all in each other's lives to add to each other's lives and there's no such thing as competition no you know when women do away with competition imagine how much energy we'd have for everything else Yes, we get to come together and, and blend mm. together with our energies to be even more powerful and create even more more creative energy yeah. than put on our own. Yeah, yeah, because we're all totally unique. You know, it's like, I just wrote this today, it's like we are our own mountain peak. You know, there is, there is nothing else like us on the planet. And... And if we all contribute to our highest good, our, our what I call our pocket wisdom, if everybody steps up into that place, it's unique for each of us on the planet, but we have this phenomenal jigsaw puzzle that all starts to work in together. And we know how that happens. And then you get synergy and then the sum of the, the, the parts is so much greater than the individual parts itself. Yes. And that's an exponential growth. That's an exponential expansion that happens there. And that's how the universe works. Mm. That's universal geometry as to how that works. So we have to get out of our own way. 
-hmm. you know one of the things that i've learned is that it's not about me you know it's yeah (laughs) the moment you get that it's like oh oh (laughs) oh right oh and then you go oh gee i just took a whole lot of stress off my shoulders then (laughs) so if you make that shift from ego to working with divine will you surrender to divine will oh my god it ends up being so much lighter and easier because really it's not about you (laughs) what's about you you know you your small you Mm. it's about your big you Mm -hmm. it's about your 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 expansive consciousness but it's not about your small you that says oh my god you know my arms are wobbly or my bum looks bad or i don't like my nose or my boobs aren't big enough or will he like me in this or god i can't compete there or she's so amazing or god look at that guru over there and on and on and on and on and on and on it goes until we dispense with all of that and go you know what i'm just going to surrender to that voice that moves through my body and i will just listen to that Mm. and that will be enough yes so what would you say um, for somebody who was listening today that's like, oh, I just resonate with all of this so much and I want to bring more of this into my life? Going away from today, if there was just something that they could focus on, what would you suggest? Um, for me, it is like it starts with making your body your best friend. You know? It's like, oh, it's just instead of fighting and judging and resisting and knocking and having to sort of wriggle it into shape and make it something that it's not, if you just stopped and went, oh, my God, you've been, you are the one and only that's been with me all my life and I have fought with you, what happened if we just put down the gauntlet and I just embraced you and we then walk off together and that every single choice and decision I make now, I am going to consult you and you first. Mm -hmm. That would be, that's where we start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was that a process for you as well? Was that a process for you? Because I dieted for 23 years. You know, it was a battle with food from the age of 10. Um, You know, I mean, my dad had said to me, won't it be great when you lose your puppy fat? Well, I didn't know what puppy fat was and he didn't mean it like that, but I just took it, oh, something wrong with me. So I started to do a Weight Watchers diet. This is back in like the late 60s. And then it was like, so then I lost weight. I was like, oh, I better keep it off because this way I will get the approval and then it goes on and on and on from there. And it's, it's like times a hundred these days, that level of pressure. So it wasn't until I was 33 that I did some really deep cathartic work that I experienced in a visualization we did. I experienced my body as love. Mm -hmm. Not that I had to love it. Mm -hmm. I experienced it as love as we brought this light coming down and infusing our body. And then it was like, oh, how can I not love the very thing I am? Mm. <laughs> it was like this big cosmic joke was that the penny dropped and went, 
oh, I'm the very thing I've been looking for all my life. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. And that was the turning point. That was the turning point. And from then on, I could never diet again. It just does not <laughs> work. Yeah. Mm. So Even my it's going to do what it's going to do according to me listening to it and feeding what it wants to, wants to eat for its optimum level. And that was, as you're saying, it draws me back to something you said earlier, right back at the start of this talk was um, when we were talking about the energy centres and actually receiving from Mother Earth, receiving the energy from Mother Earth. Yes. And I never, for some reason, I don't think I've ever thought, I mean, I know food nourishes us, you know, but I had never kind of linked it as the energy that we're receiving from Mother Earth for some reason in that type of wording. And I thought, wow, that's really beautiful that when we are putting food in our mouth, we are literally receiving that energy from Mother Earth to feed totally. our energies. Totally. And mm -hmm. we, we ourselves are made of carbon. We are made of the earth. We are inseparable. You know, and our microbiome is like the... the um, the micro in the macro of the whole universe. So it's like we're one and the same. And so at the moment, our soils are being so depleted. And if we don't some, do something about that soon, the human race will die off because we will not have the nourishment or the microbiome to sustain us that we require. So now it is urgent. There's a terrific bloke called um, Zach Bush that if anybody wants to, he's really coming up on the stage at the moment. Um, talking about this because that is our immunity, that is our health, that's our vitality, is our microbiome, and that comes from the soil, it comes from the plants, it comes from nature itself. And so, um, therefore, you know, when we take our kids out in nature and we let them eat dirt, we let them run around the mud, and we let them, you know, all of that, that's so important. You know, this whole thing at the moment, let's just sterilise every bench with hand sanitizer and kill every bug. No. No. Let's get dirty. You know, let's get all of this flourishing and be one with nature. And if you sit out in nature and you just sit and you don't have your earphones in or anything like that and just sit. I do this each morning with a cup of tea. The little lizards come out. The little butterflies come out. And you'll start to notice a flower that's changed. And, and it's almost like suddenly you become one with that energy and it wants to feed you. Nature wants to give to you all the time. So take your bloody earplugs out. You know? <laughs> you know, it's like it's there. It just wants to gift to us. And it's actually asking that we give to her. I mean, I was talking to a client this morning that that sometimes if we have really, really heavy periods, if we have a lot of cramps, if we're, you know, migraines, all sorts of things, if we just go, you know what, Earth, I'm just going to give all of this to you, okay, to, to transmute all of that. Because sometimes our bodies are so sensitive, they're actually trying to heal the Earth as well. Mm. There's this beautiful symbiotic relationship and some of us have taken on that role and it's like, you know what? No, I'm just going to transmute this energy back to the earth so she herself can transform that because that is what she does. She's the transformer. So when we connect on that level of grounding, you know, um, I'm, I'm 
and this is a challenge for me because I'm a Gemini, like I have this little mind, but I'm married to a Taurian, all right? And he's a gardener, he's mm-hmm. a perfumer, and it's like plants are everything. So he has introduced me to this. I'm still crap at gardening, but God, I appreciate it now. In fact, he probably wouldn't let me get my hands in the soil, um, but he does it all for me so I can sit in it and receive it, which is a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. Oh, and even, even as you were saying, like giving back to the earth, like I've seen women share how they, how they use their own period blood as like fertilizer for their plants. Yeah. Like yeah. all these parts that are like, we've been told not to go there, not it's shameful, it's dirty, but it's actually, yeah. we're so connected to Mother Earth and it's so beautiful and it's our intuition, it's all of it. Well, this is, this is see, see on, on the scale that I'm working with them and I'm, I measure resonances and frequencies. And so guilt and shame live at 50, mm-hmm. right? We really, for us to function into these new dimensions, have to bring our whole frequencies up for measurement of 500, which is the doorway. So if you're guilt and shaming down there, now this is historical, this is lineage, all right? So our power as women was usurped by the patriarchy so our power as witches, you know, our power as shamans or our power as just soothsayers or, or whatever those words were, we were just being ourselves. We we're in sync with the moon, you know, we, we could sort of could intuit things because that's a feminine nature of women and all of that suddenly got labelled as wrong. So we were burned at the stake, we were drowned, and there wouldn't be probably a woman on the planet whose lineage has not experienced that somewhere along the line. So we wear that. Mm-hmm. And then you overlay that with all the religious stuff mm-hmm. and the patriarchy of the church, whereby women can't even be, you know, you look at the Roman Catholic Church, you look at the Vatican, the Vatican but where are the women? And not only that, she and that terrible sexual energy that she has, she made me do it. It's all her fault. Mm. The demon. And it's like, where do we go with all of that? (laughs) Start to see that for many of us, it's not been safe to be this really sort of fecund woman. But when I talk about sexuality, I do it from a place of elegance, from a place of privacy, from a place of I don't have to show it off. I just have to embody that, right? And it's just to be that energy. It's like, uh uh-uh, you wouldn't dare touch my body in any other way than that with respect, Mm you know? For me as an older woman, to introduce younger women to that concept, especially given the amount of porn that's now out there, is to go, no, honey, you learn to say no. Yeah. And you learn to honour this from a place of like, this is my power this is this is you know we go back to the temples of isis we go back to that beautiful place where women were revered and that whole energy that whole divine feminine that um, divine feminine energy is revered and therefore to imbue that to awaken that with young teenage girls it's like the sense of like no these are my boundaries because then we get to educate the men as to what is and what isn't appropriate. Yeah. And use the word appropriate. If it's not honouring, 
if I haven't enthusiastically agreed to this, we are not going there because they don't know. They don't <laughs> have the education. Yeah. And it's like, where are we? And I feel that it needs to come from women. Hmm. And men, but particularly women going, you know what? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes, no. Yes. <laughs> it's contradictory. It's yeah. like, oh, wow. Can you imagine that? Yes. And so therefore, because our fertility is dropping off hugely on the planet, so we want to bring that fertility back you know, and honour that whole place of conception, that whole place of birth, that whole place of mothering, but we do it from a place of strength and boundary. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I think that is a beautiful place to wrap up this juicy conversation. Thank you so much. I feel like there's so much in there that we could just talk and talk and talk and talk. (laughs) Um, It's such a pleasure and like it it, I have to say too Jess that it's you know I think I might have said this to you before finally I can be heard you know I've been saying this for years and it just didn't land and Mm. so for me this is my work for me to be received to have an audience that goes yes then that actually is my greatest gift that people hear the words and go yes I'm going to do something with that because what's the point of me otherwise you know it's like i can't sit here and twiddle my thumbs yeah but to know that my words will land somewhere that can make a difference is huge in my universe they already already have with me so thank you thank you yeah (laughs) i appreciate you so much for giving your time and knowledge and wisdom Well, beautiful, that's today's episode. My hope is that you've reconnected with a part of yourself today or simply taken a moment just for you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love to connect with you. You can probably see what I'm up to today over on my Instagram stories at jesslee underscore Williams. And if you feel called to work together, all my private coaching and healing sessions as well as programs can be found on my website at jessleeonline.com. The light in me recognizes the light in you and you are so enough exactly as you are. Sending love beautiful and I look forward to connecting again soon.